0: Our spring football preview next on this week's episode of Michigan Podcast. But there's going to be one team that's going to play solely as a team. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The team, the team, the team.
1: Let's for Anthony Waits for This is no time for that. In the pocket and a sack. Tim Jameson. Brady gets to Roofing. Tows it. And a touchdown night again. Schultz just before Grazell got him. And a leaping interception by Woodson. eyeball back to throw over the middle. Caught by Coles at the 5 on his feet. Touchdown, Michigan. On his way. 5'7", 179 pounds, a junior at Michigan, but Jamie Morris packs a wallop, and he delivers for Bo Schimbeck.
0: And here's your first play, pressure coming, sack, it is Glenn Steele, number 81, who fought his way through the traffic, option, and Robinson calls his own number, and he's going to score! Oh, an easy touchdown for Robinson and Michigan! Winner. We're gonna win the championship again because we're gonna play as a team. And when we play as a team, and the old season is over, you and I know it's gonna be missing again. Go Blue, I'm Steve Dace, and welcome to this week's episode of Michigan Podcast. First and foremost, let me say, what a basketball game that was last Sunday. Both Michigan and Ohio State looked like elite teams, worthy of their number one seed in the NCAA tournament projections. That was the best-played basketball game by two teams I have seen all season long. Highly entertaining. It it looked uh, and felt, minus the lack of a crowd, like a Final Four game. And I don't even know how to react to the fact that, you know, Michigan beat Ohio State and something that matters that we actually care about. I, i'm I'm kind of just now getting giddy about it. I had this like foreign feeling walking around the house all day Sunday that it took me about forty eight hours to like get excited and and verify that this actually happened. But I also have a hell of a lot of respect for Chris Holtman. I think he's a great coach. I think he's the new John B line has done a phenomenal job. Uh, getting a lot of those uh, odd pieces, peculiar pieces together to fit so well together with Ohio State. But with Michigan, you saw um, really the full gamut of what Juwan Howard has put together this year. Really, it's it's a perfect eight-man rotation. It, It doesn't have a weakness. That doesn't mean that it's historically a great team. I don't know that Michigan does anything at an elite level. It just doesn't have a weakness and does everything at a good level. Uh, may be a very good level. And I think ultimately in the end, uh, there was just more guys who could make shots and more guys who could execute uh, with Michigan to pull that game out in Columbus. And when you look at the body of work that Michigan has put together, I know there's this notion that Gonzaga and Baylor and then there's everybody else. But when you look at the resume that Michigan has put together, 11-1 in what is clearly the best league in America, it's time to start putting the Wolverines in that company. Which brings us to spring football. Michigan gets underway this week with spring football. In fact, spring football practice began on February 23rd. If that date sounds familiar, it should. Because February 23rd was also the date that Michigan began its first spring practice under Jim Harbaugh when he first took over. Remember thinking how early it was? Well, this one is early too. And I don't just simply think it's because, hey, let's get this thing in because of COVID. You never know when the next shutdown is just around the corner. I think a message is being sent here that, hey, we're going back to basics. I'm Rocky Balboa. I, the tiger man. All right. I'm going back to the beginning, back to where it started, uh, rebuilding, terraforming, uh, terraforming this culture, starting over again. Which is just a muy bien place to be going into year seven with your allegedly superstar coach. So when you look at the Michigan program and and what should be the issues of concern to be addressed here in spring football, I really think there's four areas. Let's take a look at these one by one. All right. The first one is is beyond obvious, and that's the, the quarterback position. Um, who is it? If I would have come on here at this time last year and said, guys, that Michigan quarterback room you're looking at right now with Joe Milton and Dylan McCaffrey, they're going to fight it out. Then you have Cade McNamara, former four-star recruit, J.J. McCarthy, five-star recruit on the way. Hey, a year from now, this quarterback room is going to be completely in shambles. You'd have told me I was nuts. Instead, at this, I would have told me I was nuts. At this time last year, it looked like this quarterback room was set up for the next five years. Right now... We have no clue what the next five months looks like and wouldn't be shocked if Michigan brought in a quarterback from the transfer portal. I mean, why not? They just brought in a quarterback's coach three days before spring practice began. That's right, folks. You recruit a five-star quarterback for two freaking years and then 72 hours before he starts spring football. Surprise, bitches! Here's your new quarterback's coach who, by the way, small technicality, He's never actually coached quarterbacks. Got your Steve Carell gif ready to go? Because I do. In fact, right now, anytime the topic of Michigan football comes up, I just involuntarily do this. That's just what I do. All right? There's no plan here. There never was a plan. When you stop and consider that Jim Harbaugh doesn't have a plan, there's just random acts of Harbaugh. Hey, let me call up this Josh Gaddis guy I've never met, put him on the phone. What do you want to be? i oh, you're thinking about being an offensive coordinator at Michigan. Come on down. Never met him. Wrecked him, barely knew him. But whatevers. whatevs. whatevers, man. whatevers. Spring in a quarterbacks coach, never coached quarterbacks. Three days before spring football, after spending two years recruiting a five-star quarterback who really should be a first-round draft choice. Three years from now, if if you have any clue what you're doing at all, what what is this? It's just random acts of Harbaugh. That that's what it is. Just we're just randomly doing stuff. We just do things. Just randomly do stuff. Dude, I wouldn't be shocked if Harbaugh just ran, ran read some article about analytics and thought, you know what? Damn it, we need we need that. Called up his brother John. You know anybody who does analytics? Yeah, we got a guy. Cool. Send him my way. Bam. There you go. Why not? So who's the quarterback? Is it Cade McNamara? Is he healthy? I I think the way that this is being set up gives J.J. McCarthy a huge advantage. I think that's why Joe Milton transferred. Now, I always thought Joe Milton was going to transfer. I mean, last year, that was a failure. And then he made some snide comments at the coaches after he got benched. You could see the writing on the wall. But I think the timing of his announcement finding out that spring practice was going to be so early, who knows if he was recovered. So you've got two quarterbacks that are established, but they haven't established they're good, and Joe Milton and and Cade McNamara both were injured at the end of last season. You do an early spring practice, you know you got one guy right now that can go full reps. That's J.J. McCarthy. So I, I really think this thing's being set up for him to take the job and succeed. So that's the first issue concern we have this spring. Here's the next. Um, How about the overall defense? Last year's defense was rich rod bad, which means historically bad at Michigan. How about the fact that we now have only, quoting the great prophet Moses Malone, foe, foe, foe coaches on the defensive side of the ball. That's it. Four of them. Four. And none of them have ever coordinated a defense before. Is that bad? Who the hell knows, right? And you can almost hear Harbaugh thinking, too. I mean, hell. Last year, I had three defensive, former defensive coordinators on the staff. Shoot, Jean Marie and Brown, and we sucked. So this year, man, let's just go do the opposite. Let's have no coordinators on the staff. <laughs> what is this? Cool story, bro. Next issue. Next concern we have. Other than all of them. How about the offensive line? So, we got rid of maybe one of the top two, three offensive line coaches in the country. We replaced him with somebody who's never coached the position before. Okay. Cool. I mean, at least Sharon Moore, uh, great recruiter. We know that. uh, Played the position. So uh, there's at least a baseline of knowledge there, but, uh, well, okay. I mean, it's not like we've, we've have any experience as Michigan fans on what ineffective offensive lines can do to wreck your entire season. See Devin Gardner, who should have gone down here as one of the greatest quarterbacks that Michigan ever had, but his career got wrecked and ruined by the fact that they turned him into David Carr because it was, you know the five blocks of styrofoam in front of him. So we saw last year's offensive line couldn't block. Going to have another new offensive line this year with a new offensive line coach. At least this isn't like a few years ago before Warner came. Remember that year that Harbaugh tried, we had two offensive line coaches, but one guy coached man ball and the other guy was uh, came from a zone blocking scheme. And then remember how that didn't work and it totally sucked and we should have seen it coming all along because it was so stupid of a decision? Yeah, good times. So the fourth uh, area of concern that we have this spring, listen, at this point, it's gallows humor or I'm cutting myself. The fourth area of concern, how about this? just the overall program? What is Michigan football? All we know it is is that guy over my shoulder. It's just Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh. It's like monster trucks. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Just random acts of Harbaugh. We're just Harbaughing. Harbaughing it up. I bet you if you if you literally gave Jim Harbaugh Sony and Pentathal and said, Jim, what's the vision for your program? I think he would answer. An enthusiasm unknown to mankind. What is the effing plan? What is the plan? What are we doing here? We're just doing stuff. Analytics. I mean, we all know that those are new in 2003. It's 2021. All right, cool. What are we doing? What What is this? It's random. It's just random stuff. And it it, it could even work. What? There's a part of me that would not be shocked if it works because I'm beginning to think he's always been like this. It's just he's never been at a place this long. And so it just never got exposed. And in other places, when you're coaching Andrew Luck and you you ambush the NFL with Colin Kaepernick and uh, in, in a pistol offense they hadn't seen before in the middle of a season, so they didn't have a whole off-season to prepare, that, those random acts just, hey, that was great. Randomly got Andrew Luck. Randomly came up with this pistol offense. The Middle are great. But there's a chance this could actually work. I just think the guy just thrives on chaos. And I think that's why he's good at turning situations, morbid situations around. I think he just comes in, bull in a China shop, man. It's an infusion of energy. Uh, It's a different perspective on things. It's infectious. It gets your attention. It wakes up uh, dry bones, brings them to life. And I think he's just great at that. But then as time goes on, it's hard to just keep randomly doing stuff. What What is your plan? And the lack of one is when you start taking on water because there's not a foundation there. There's just a brand. I hope I'm wrong. I I, I can't express this enough. I want nothing more. This is killing me. This is my all-time favorite Michigan football player, guys. I'm not enjoying this at all. At all. And I want nothing more than when we come on here after Thanksgiving break this fall. I mean, I want my comment section loaded with with every Harbaugh apologist in our fan base. You suck days! You shouldn't be doing this anymore! You can't enjoy the team! You gave up! I want all of that. I want all that smoke. I want it all because that means it worked. We didn't have another meaningless Michigan football season. I want that more than anything short of health for my family and goodwill towards men <laughs> next to that. I want that more than anything i I want to just be getting clubbed. you should have you should have had faith days so haven't you give up days I want that. I want all that smoke. I want to come back here the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, man, and I'm just getting reamed over and over and over again for jumping off the bandwagon and how I'm a fake fan. I want all of that because it means it worked, and we didn't have another meaningless college football season at Michigan. I just have to tell you, though, I'm out of hope that that's going to be the case. A thank you to all of you that support us via Patreon. Patreon.com slash Michigan Podcast. So many of you have asked for the last few years, hey, how can we support what you guys are doing? That's the best way is to support us via Patreon. There's three different levels that you can do that, but if you just sign up for the exclusive club at $5 a month, you also get reaction podcasts throughout the year, uh, as well as uh, our handicapping predictions. And right now we're in the throes of college basketball season so thank you to the hundreds of you that are supporting us right now on Patreon, and you're welcome to do the same at patreon.com slash michiganpodcast. Time now for the 10-Minute War, and we welcome back our good friend Mark Rogers, who has a phenomenal college football channel on YouTube as well and is maybe the one and only reasonable Ohio State fan. How are you, Mark?
1: Good to see you, brother. I'm doing well, Steve. I'm doing well. Uh, I keep hearing about this spring practice, but it's always absent of the spring weather for most of us.
0: Yeah, it's 50 uh, here in Iowa today, which is literally 65 degrees warmer than it was at this time last week. When it was minus 15 air temp, so it's it's downright balmy. Before we get to football, I got to ask: you, Did you watch any of that basketball game on Sunday?
1: I, I did not. I've given up on college basketball. I've not watched a college basketball oh. game in probably five years. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. See, I love college hoops, dude. You missed a dandy. That was the that was the best game it played between two teams I've seen all season long. First time ever Michigan and Ohio State both ranked in the top five heading into a basketball game. And, I mean, the level of skill on the floor, the shot making, you missed a hell of a basketball game. And I'm not just saying because this time we actually won. It was foreign to me uh, beating Ohio State uh, in Columbus on national TV in a game that may determine the Big Ten champion, and, and even at a controversial review at the end. I wasn't really sure how to react to it, actually. So um, I'm, I'm just now beginning to celebrate it, in fact. So let's talk some football. Michigan starting spring football this week. And at the top of the show, I laid out my concerns um, heading into the spring. But to me, the final one is the biggest one. And, and right before spring practice, Mark, Michigan brought in a quarterbacks coach. And it's a guy who's never coached quarterbacks before. And I know people want to say, well, you know, his brother, John, he comes from his staff. You know, if he was terrible, he wouldn't hire him out to his brother. On the other hand, I I don't know, does John Harbaugh not care about winning, cares about his brother's job more than his? I mean, maybe he does. I I don't know. I know they're pretty tight. I don't know if they're that tight, but but Mark, they spent two years recruiting J.J. McCarthy, the five-star quarterback. Highest-rated quarterback recruit Michigan has had um, since Ryan Mallett in 2007. They spent two years recruiting him, and then 72 hours before his first spring practice, you hire his quarterback coach. Mark, Mark what the hell is this? Because it seems to me like there is no Michigan program, Mark. It's just Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh. Just random acts of Harbaugh. Just random Harbaugh. Let hey, me call up Josh Gattis on the phone. I don't know him. Offensive coordinator, you got the job on the phone. You want it? I just, Chuck or Glock? Who wants it? Just just random acts of hardball, just randomly doing stuff. It just, you know, hey, hey, analytics, those are brand new. Never heard of those before. Let me go hire the running backs coach for my brother that does his analytics and make him the QB coach the day before his spring
1: practice. What the hell is this, Mark? What this is, I think the best that we can do, Steve, anytime there's – hiring for the coaching staff it's much like evaluating recruits we didn't want to recruit play every game in high school we don't look at the tape we know what the recruiting rankings are and they're pretty accurate Um, we we don't know we we could have a coaching staff of just future phenoms we we don't know that we weren't on the job with them but what we can go by is the resume and what makes sense and what is the probability or the likelihood that this person's going to succeed in this role And what I'm finding is a coaching staff that was assembled, apparently, to improve recruiting and just beat down the recruiting trail, which has not been generally the issue. But it can be improved, of course, to to maintain or try to catch Ohio State. I get that. It can be improved. But, okay, the Mike Hart hire at running back seems to be the one lock solid. Mm -hmm. Boom. Hire. He did a great job at Indiana by all accounts. But Ron Bellamy has been a head coach at the high school level. He's never been an assistant coach. He's already he's on like, his
0: second position at Michigan. He's been a college coach for three weeks. He's already on his second position, Mark.
1: And I understand him coaching the position that he's known as a player all the way up to the NFL. Not that he played in the NFL, but he kicked around on some practice squads, so he knows the position. Then suddenly on the first day of spring camp, boom, he's got to coach safeties. Okay. Do you, do you hand him a playbook? Harbaugh. What, what do you I do? don't
0: know. Dude, we don't need playbooks. Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh. We just got uh, I mean, that's what we do. We just randomly Harbaugh. We just randomly do
1: stuff. That, we don't playbooks, plans, just randomly I'm Harbaugh. The next guy here, Steve, George Hilo. So he, he was the safeties coach. Now he's the linebacker coach. And again, he gets the assignment on the first day of spring camp. And uh, based on the resume, inside linebacker coach at Maryland for one season, the short season in 2020, and they had like one of the 10 worst run defenses in, College football, And that's not necessarily his fault, but I'm just saying he doesn't have the resume to back up. OK, we want this guy coaching our linebackers at, the, at a place like Michigan. Uh, Matt Weiss, to, to your point, um, at, at the point that he was involved in the Baltimore Ravens passing game before he was the running backs coach for the last two seasons was the Joe Flacco downfield Baltimore Ravens pro style passing attack. I don't necessarily know how that translates to what they want to do now. That doesn't seem to make sense necessarily. And again, he could be a brilliant uh, offensive football mind. But just the likelihood of all these working isn't real high. Agreed.
0: I, see, I actually think if we put the Wonder Woman lasso of truth around Jim Harbaugh and asked him, what's the plan? I think, I really think his answer would be an enthusiasm unknown to mankind or some cliche like that. Like I, just, I just don't think there's a plan. I don't think there was a plan at Stanford. I don't think there was a plan at the 49ers. Just randomly did stuff. Had Andrew Luck figured out a new a pistol offense with Colin Kaepernick. The NFL hadn't really seen at that point. And I just I just think he just randomly does things and, and when they work, they radically work. And when they don't, they don't. But I just don't I don't think there's a plan here. I don't.
1: So you would think that beyond the quarterback position, that the offensive line would be key to success here in 2021. And there's another coach there in Sharon Moore. Who's never coached the position before
0: in his life. Now, he at least played it. He played it 20 years ago, but he's never, or 10, 15 years ago, but he's never coached the position. We got rid of the two best teaching coaches on our staff, Mike Zordich and Ed Warner. And we replaced them with two guys that have never even coached this position before. That's... That's what we did. Stop and think about that. that That's what we did.
1: I guess the only positive I can see out of this is there's some kind of blended experience, different experiences, different experience levels, and just different experiences from this coaching staff. So they could complement each other or it could be a train wreck. I know that you're going the train wreck route and you think that this is a boom or bust season. We've talked about that. I do, um, yeah. As well. I was also looking at your roster and your depth chart coming up here this spring, Steve, and I'm pointing toward three areas, quarterback, offensive line, and kind of the overall defense. But specifically in the secondary, I want to start there that I find a bit alarming here. So we know how atrocious the Michigan defense or the the secondary played last year. Uh, What was that, the worst secondary play you've seen in Michigan at least in 10 or 11 years, something in that range? Defense was Rich
0: Rod-era level bad last year, which historically is the worst defense in Michigan history, yes.
1: So what you got here are you've got no early enrollees from the defensive backfield. So out of the guys that you signed, none of them are on campus to try to learn anything early. That's not necessarily a huge issue, but uh, I think we've seen in the past where early enrollees tend to get that jump obviously, and, and, and become an impact player uh, and, and have the, the greater probability of that happening. So you you sign two two defensive backs here. Neither one of them is a four-star. Now, again, the rankings don't always come through. One of them could turn out to be an excellent player. But the odds say they're both three stars and they're going to be three stars. So you got Jade McMurros, the 43rd rated cornerback, and Rod Moore, the 39th rated safety for the position that you really need to upgrade, you probably did the worst recruiting job of the Jim Harbaugh era in the secondary.
0: Is that bad? <laughs> That's bad. Now, now they have something like 19 defensive backs on the roster. I mean, they, they are loaded with big-time recruits at all kinds of at, – at, literally at every single position. But when you look at the roster, none of these guys has really – well there there's individual guys, you know Daxton Hill's a really good player, for example. There's individual guys that have flashed, but that's why I think it's a boomer bust season because you can't point to a unit on this team and say, hey that's that's you know the the building block of this team." Every single unit on this team, it's like urban a r- urban renewal program. In many respects, it's like there was a head coaching change this year. everything's new. And so that's why I think that this team either collapses under the weight of all of that newness with such a difficult schedule or it catches fire. Like, I, I really don't believe this is some seven and five team, and, you know, a plucky young team, and they give Ohio State their all and only lose by 25 this time. Like, I, I think that this team catches fire and shocks people or um, is, it, it, it is on fire and gets everybody fired. I, because everything on this team is new from the coaches to the players, everything is. And so there's, there's, there's not like a unit holding this team back. The whole roster is undefined. It's going to mature at the same, same point or not. In my view.
1: I know you like Daxton Hill. Aiden Hutchinson's a really good player. Uh, And and aside from some of the front seven guys, he's going to play a a new
0: position now in a new defense though. Remember that.
1: Yeah. So my okay. question to you is, who are the who are the game changers on it? Like I think Aiden Hutchinson's a really good player, but mcgrone has gone, Woody Pay's gone, and they weren't game changers. They were really good players that are going to earn a paycheck.
0: I think I think if if the defensive coaches know what they're doing, and which we don't know, there's only four of them, and none of them have ever coordinated a defense before. Is that bad? Is that a problem? At a program of Michigan stature to have nobody on you. Last year they had three. Now, because you know what? This is just so hardball. Well, hell, Dace, last year we had three defensive coaches that had been coordinators, and we had the worst defense we've ever had. So next year we're going to bounce back with the coaching staff with nobody that's ever been a coordinator. That is a random act of hardball. If there ever was one, I bet you he went out there intending to not get a staff of guys that have ever coordinated a defense before. Because last year we had three former defensive coordinators, and the defense was terrible, as Chuck, Bar- as Chuck Barkley would say. <laughs> That's See, at some point you just start laughing, otherwise you're just sitting here cutting yourself, Mark. But yeah, it, if, the, if the defensive coaches know what they're doing, Daxton Hill, Aiden Hutchinson, Josh Ross has been a highly capable Michigan linebacker when he's been asked to play, when he's been allowed to play in the middle. The problem last year is Cam McGrone took that over when he got hurt in 2019 and is a better player than him. So they tried to make him one of the flanks and he just didn't have the athleticism to do that. If you make him your thumper in the middle of a defense, he reads defense as well, he tackles well. So at the very least, there's a guy at all three levels of the defense that you could build something around if you know what you're doing. But again, we don't know that they know what they're doing because nobody on the defensive coaching staff, which is only four guys, has ever coached, or I'm sorry, ever coordinated a defense before.
1: And again, you better hope that uh, your newfound offensive line coach knows what he's doing because you've got no experience at center. Uh, as best I can tell in looking at the depth chart, uh, no, nobody comes back that's taken any reasonable reps at center, which is the most important the anchor position along that offensive front. And as we both know, that's the... That's the position that needs the most chemistry between all the individual players, the cohesiveness. You're bringing back all these, um, well, you're not bringing back much of anything there. And and so you've got a bunch of young guys that are going to have to mold into something. You have a lot of
0: very um, impressive recruiting bios, a lot of flimsy player bios. That's what you have. So let let me close by asking you this question. I'm curious because I know that you have other Michigan people on your, on your channel right tell me what what are they saying what's their mood i'm curious well they
1: pretty much they come to the same conclusion about the coaching staff and looking at the resumes and thinking okay you can generally i'm going to go back to uh, before i answer that question just go back to my own experience of being in management on management teams large management teams and there being a uh the process of shaking the team up and putting people in positions to let them grow or expand their knowledge, but shielding them with people that know what they're doing. So if you got a management team of 60, you, you switch some people around every couple of years to some uh, unfamiliar territory to expand and grow their knowledge base, but they're shielded by a ton of experience and therefore you bring new ideas and ingenuity, but you shield it with experience. This just seems to be an overload of inexperience at just the dysfunction of inexperience at various positions. You know, you can, you can get away with maybe one wild card on each side of the football, but mm-hmm. you've got them all over the place.
0: The whole team's a wild card.
1: Really Everything the same is. Yeah. I yeah. Isn't this fun? <laughs> we can keep doing this, Steve. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll come on here and give you my assessment of your football team. Sure
0: um as robert wool once said in the movie batman if you want to do nudes you're going to need a long lens mark thank you very much uh for joining us here uh for another depressing 10 minute war that you guys keep winning thank
1: you always a pleasure steve we'll see you
0: A thank you to all of you that support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash Michigan Podcast. So many of you have asked for the last few years, hey, how can we support what you guys are doing? That's the best way is to support us via Patreon. There's three different levels that you can do that. But if you just sign up for the exclusive club at $5 a month, you also get reaction podcasts throughout the year, uh, as well as uh, our handicapping predictions. And right now we're in the throes of college basketball season. So, thank you to the hundreds of you that are supporting us right now on Patreon, and you're welcome to do the same at patreon.com slash michiganpodcast. This week's Twitter poll results, we asked you, what is your biggest concern about Michigan football heading into next week's start of spring practice? 57.4% of you have my answer, the overall program. 23.3% 23.3% said quarterback. 14.3% said the overall defense. 5% of you said the offensive line. This week's feedback of the week comes from the unusual suspect. I like that name. Wants to know, does Harbaugh have the sack to start a true freshman quarterback week one? I I I think actually at this point, it's he's the favorite to start. In fact, what I kind of think is happening here, is there's a common thread with everything. Start the spring practice the same date as your very first spring practice. Overhaul basically your entire coaching staff with a bunch of guys that have never coached together and haven't even coached in college and or coordinated and or the positions they're currently coaching. Start a freshman quarterback. In a way, I I just think dude just unplugged Michigan football. Unplugged it and then plugged it back in. Yeah. Control, Alt, Delete. And then also, hey, maybe I buy myself an extra year with everybody so young. And if we're six and six, seven and five, people say, hey, let's do this another year. The team's older, more experienced. Let's not blow it up now. I, I kind of think that's what's happening here. Or it's just more random acts of hardball. That'll do it for this week's episode of Michigan Podcast. Yeah. <sighs> Hashtag basketball school. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Michigan Podcast. You can also... Uh, Like, rate, five-star review, uh, subscribe, share, whichever the case may be, on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, at all the various places that you can access this episode each and every week. Thanks to each and every one of you. Please, by all means, keep those accolades coming. Keep sharing this with all the Michigan fans you know and fans of schools that want to laugh at us because their clicks count too. And just remember, hashtag basketball school. Until the next time, I'm Steve Dace. Go